I'm Jess Gorman, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. I'm Phil Rickaby, and I'm a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert. And this is The Introvert's Guide to... On The Introvert's Guide to, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number 2, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguidetostuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people to find the show. But even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that you think might like The Introvert's Guide 2, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. So Jess, we have talked often about whether, I mean, we've all been told as introverts in the past that, that, that you know, you could change, be more extroverted, just be more extroverted. And, you know, we've struggled with that. It's a thing that people have said to us. But here's something I've noticed lately. And, I'm, you know, there's a couple of people that I know who have remarked over the last couple of months or so that as a result of the pandemic, they feel more introverted, having described themselves as maybe more extroverted in the past. And we have them here. We have a couple of guests with us. We have my friend Adriana. Hello, Adriana. Hello. And my girlfriend, Melanie, who our listeners have heard me uh, gush about before. Hello, Melanie. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Let's start with Adriana first. Prior to March 17th, 2020, to be specific. To be specific. To be very specific, overly specific than we need to be. Um, how would you describe yourself on a social spectrum? Considering that I am a Leo's Leo and a redhead, I am a very loud extrovert. And I prided myself on that forever and ever. In fact, the like the 12 hours before lockdown, I was at a concert. Uh, 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 really? Yeah. Yeah. Like we were counting down the minutes and it was a really weird vibe. I, it was a massive good concert. Like it was total nostalgia. I was out with my sister-in-law and it was a weird vibe because it was, it was in the Dirty Schwa and it was at some event space that was kind of like a bar. Like it wasn't really big, but it was packed. And there was all of these, this, this, again, like the, the news and like hearsay and like what is happening and will lockdown happen? No, it can't happen. Are we living in a sci-fi? So it was a really weird night and everybody was kind of going a little hardcore because they think they knew that the apocalypse was about to drop. <laughs> so like everybody was like times 10. And I remember it was kind of like, I don't know, like I was in like some 90s movie where everybody was going really fast and I was moving very slow in the center, kind of like a Malcolm in the Middle montage. Mm -hmm. And it was 
surreal and things haven't changed since like that that yeah. the shoe drop still hasn't dropped like it's still right. dropping i feel finding and i think maybe because i was at a concert with everybody going at 110 that i was like you know nope <laughs> and i have dialed it down a lot yeah hmm. okay melanie before march 17th 2020 how how would you have described yourself on the spectrum of, of socialization? I would say I was a complete ambivert. So I was definitely in a sort of 50-50 zone. Even if I took one of those personality tests, I would often score like 49% introvert and 50, 51% extrovert. So since the pandemic, however, I've really gotten comfortable with my introversion. So much so that I took a, a test recently, like in October of last year, and it scored me at 71% on the introverts get. Oh, you were like right in the middle before that, like before yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, I was right in the middle because huh. I could I could enjoy myself alone. And I'm an only child. I always would find ways to entertain myself. But I also really enjoyed people. Like I would sometimes close a party at our dinner parties. I got kind of a reputation for that amongst my friends who love me as the person <laughs> who like ended the party so you know i haven't been to many parties since 2020 they've all been sedate they've all been a much more sedate type of party so i don't really know i think i'm going home like at like 10 or 11 now <laughs> 10 or 11 is still so late for me oh <laughs> my gosh <laughs> Here I am at like 7.30 like, well, it's time to hit the old dusty trail. So we're recording at a very late hour for you, Jess. This is like practically uh, bedtime. Yeah, it's midnight in my head. It's <laughs> <laughs> Melanie, uh, correct me if I'm wrong and, 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 and please if I'm wrong, but I think that before the pandemic, you probably would, you would have described yourself as more extroverted than ambiverted. Is, the, is it more of a recent uh, realization of your ambiversion? That's developed over the last decade. I definitely identified as an extrovert for like my younger days and even into adulthood. But in the last decade, I sort of unwound a bunch of, you know, trauma. You know, that's the most basic thing I could say about it. And sort of started to understand what was maybe not extroversion, but maybe what was people pleasing or what was a lack of really knowing myself fully. So once I started to spend more time in that realm where I was healing things, I would say that was there, there was a natural outflow of an introversion that came out where I was much more comfortable, I think, being by myself. Huh. Yeah. I know for, I mean, I, I've, we've, I've spoken on this show about, about struggling and, and, sort of refusing to accept my introversion in my early adult years and just being like, I, I'm an actor, so I'm an extrovert. And that would be like the thing that I would, I would say, but eventually coming to terms with it. Adriana, as somebody who was more of an extrovert, how has this transition, this, the three, almost like, I don't even know, the time of the, of the pandemic, which we are still in, and the adjustment towards being slightly less extroverted 
what was that transition like? So I don't know if you remember all of the online board games that became very popular, mm -hmm. but I definitely was playing maestro to digital hangouts. I have the first New Year's that that we had in lockdown. I have a picture of us all in like the board game online hangout lobby, all cheersing because I was still quite quite hungry for for social time and i i mean i live with my husband so i mean at least like a plant i was given enough care and light and socialization to survive <laughs> poor jason but there was a lot of insomnia i had really really bad insomnia i've never had that in my life really really bad chest pains and like like the the slowing down and not being around people was physical manifestation for me i mean and that that also got wrapped into survival mode and trauma of it being a freaking apocalypse but i was just always really ready to to go out into the world and be where the people are and i wasn't allowed to do that so i did a lot of walking with people my dogs got walked far too much in fact um you know a couple of them started to cry because i would take them out like two three times a day and they're like i don't want to go for another walk but they were like a good social glue to like meet people because the outside world was safe after those first few months of like when we were still washing our grocery bags. And so it it was a hard stop and digital did not take the place, even though I did a lot of FaceTime with friends and family and people were really good about meeting me where I was at, like that I really needed to like see faces and hang out. Even so that, like, I remember my family, we did not do, like, Christmas holiday stuff. We went for a hike in the Decembers in Canada just so that we could be around each other because also my anxiety, which is also the physical manifestation of all of that too, but, like, my anxiety about, oh, my God, we're all going to die because we're going to breathe the thing or lick a thing or touch a thing or whatever, right? They met me where I was at and they were like, okay, we'll go for a walk. Like, if you don't feel comfortable coming over to our house let's go for a walk. And so we walked. I have a picture. It's like minus 15 degrees and we go for a leisurely walk for like an hour where we can't feel our fingers and toes. Like I love my family. I love my friends. You are among them. Thank you for meeting me where I was at and like trying to keep this little extrovert fed with socialization. But I know that you guys are talking about ambiversion. I think I might actually be more comfortable like that I'm now swaying towards the ambivert because now I'm craving like solo video game time or like listening to podcasts and going for walks on my own. And that used to be done in between social times instead of a time set aside for it, if that makes sense. Totally. I mean, I always crave solo video game time, so yeah. I get that, right? But I'm sorry. Can we uh, just go back here? Minus 15, at least. You went, might no. have been more. Might have been more. No. I will send you the photo. It's I mean, it was December. Photo. It was December, so it was probably more, but you know. But we're all there in our like mittens and everything, and my brother's in the bathroom, in the back going, <laughs> she's just so cool. <laughs> but bless him. He's just, he loves his sister, and he's like, all right, if she's, you know, crazy anxious, then this is what we got to do. Yeah. So loved. Absolutely. Was there a point too when either of you were in the lockdown where you were doing a solo activity and suddenly something clicked and went, hey, 
I could do this more often. And I, I think I would like to stay here and just be in the quiet for a moment. Do you remember a specific moment? I mean, it makes me think of how, because again, uh, I mean, you can see, podcasters can't see, but here is my one-bedroom apartment mm -hmm. that I can never leave because Toronto real estate and economy. And so we had to delineate space in a lockdown where there were no extra doors other than the bathroom and or, you know, the bedroom. Okay, but it's a bedroom. There's a bed in it and that's pretty much it because again, Toronto real estate and square footage. So we delineated space with sound. So both my husband and I got um, noise canceling earbuds so that we could be in the same space, but kind of check out from each other because he is an introvert. And so there were times where he was like, I'm sorry, but you're driving me crazy. And, <laughs> and just like, not those words exactly because he's much more, he's much more gentlemanly, but that it was, we had this understanding between like nine and five, the TV is not on. It's like quiet time and productive time because like we had to get work done. He was teaching school online. So I had to like avoid the 36 grade threes in the screen over there. It was so strange. And so like to be solo, but in the same space because we had to do different things, but together, but not, that was weird. But, and I think my extroversion and like the, the desire to be around people really thrived with that idea of like, I never felt lonely, even though like the acts in themselves felt really lonely because Jason was there, but I couldn't interact with him. <laughs> it was so weird. Like, I don't know if it, like, I feel like all of us had to really try to make space where there wasn't like we all had to be like a Doctor Who TARDIS where it was just like, we need to make space out of nothing. Um, and we did it with sound instead of actual physical space. So when you say that, that's what I think of is like, he would be working beside me and I would be working beside him. It was like this weird co co space. But then even, even on the couch, like my new favorite thing is, you know, he's playing uh, PlayStation on the TV, but with earbuds in so that I can read right beside him so that we're doing like these solo things together. And I think that was born out of more the concept of lockdown than anything else. Oh, yeah. You're like speaking an introvert's love language right now. <laughs> Very true. Very yes, true. yes, yes. He has shown me the ways. <laughs> Melanie, how about you? Was there that moment? I mean, I would say the moment was the fact that Phil and I got together just four months before the pandemic started. So the, that was the moment because we were building our relationship in lockdown. So it was a very unusual set of circumstances and it created a, a lot of joy and intimacy for us. And I, the moment was is getting to know someone and yet you're locked down with them. And mind you, we had separate homes, but we live, we both live alone. So that also made it really easy. But what I, realized was I didn't want to be anywhere else. I just wanted to be in this company. And then when I was alone, really, it didn't feel that bad. It felt like this opportunity to like really enjoy this, like this mixture of intimacy and spaciousness. So at 
that point I started to realize when I wasn't missing people as much as I maybe thought I should. That, and not that I wasn't missing them, because I was, but I didn't, I didn't need them. I don't know how else to put it. That's it's terrible. I don't mean it that way. I, you know, I don't think you're, it you're in a terrible. safe space. You're in a safe. No, no. Yes, you're in a very safe space. I don't think it sounds so terrible. Like Jess and I have talked about like you're like I've gone weeks without like talking to friends. So that so much so that I was like, oh, I have to set like reminders. Yes. To be like, oh, hello, friend. I I do miss you. I just don't think about talking to you. Except, I mean, it sounds terrible, but. Also, I think that a lot of introverts can relate. Well, the, the the odd thing about that, too, is that I think I told myself, oh, it's because I'm in this new relationship and I'm cocooning and, you know, you're doing this thing where you're talking to your friends less anyway. But then I really stopped initiating those conversations, like almost intentionally. And, and it wasn't for any reason other than, like, I just hired and I need to, I just want to enjoy this spaciousness that this is granting me right now. And so I think, I think that was it. I think that was the thing where I realized, oh, I'm, I'm really much more resilient alone than previously believed about it. It's like I'd come through some eye of the needle, pardon the metaphor, but just where it's, oh, I can pass through this. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. And then after the fact, when we were allowed to go out, <laughs> to as much, you know, I was really trepidatious. Of course, I was looking forward to not being in lockdown. I didn't enjoy that. But I was trepidatious about meeting people, about getting together. I really let it take its time. It's something that's still unwinding for me now. So, yeah, those were, those were big changes and shifts in my regular dynamics and just to go on that when you feel that you know when you were sorry when you were starting to initially feel that feeling of i don't really need to reach out to people right now did you feel that you owed those relationships an explanation as to you know at the beginning totally like i had to like really psych myself up be like you know what everybody's an adult here they can figure this out. You don't have to caretake your people this way. It's not your responsibility. And the other fact was nobody was asking me to. So there was that aspect. There was that projection, too, that was coming from, I don't know what part of my psyche, but that, ooh, I had to be the good friend. I had to be the loving friend. If I'm not reaching out, then I'm neglecting my friends, etc. So... The pandemic gave me this, here's this little, like, permission. You know, you have the permission not to do that right now. And as a result, you know, it helped me to look a little further at, like, people-pleasing, that kind of thing as well. So, actually learning from your podcast, learning from Phil, talking about it with him, these things. And I think I've also, like, just as an aside, I've always been a little fascinated by introverts. Like, I've always wanted, like, that resource, that inner power, that inner energy, that way to alchemize, like, what's inside, like, listen to that inner knowing. And I think it's superpower. And I, so I was a little jealous, too. I'm like, what are they talking about? Oh, my gosh, there's another way to be in the world. <laughs> so 
I, I do feel like a little bit of a door that was already there just opens that one more. And it's nice to be able to walk through both places. Although, like I said, I am a little more reluctant now. I get I get tired with people quicker. I feel more drained. Mm. I notice the drain faster. Yeah, yeah. I I find there's, for me, just in terms of drain, it depends on the person. There are people that you can have really great conversations with and the conversation could go on and on. And then you realize that, that a lot of time has passed. And there are other people who you have conversations with them and you're trying to end the conversation after an hour and they just won't let you and it gets, they, you start to get really drained. And I think it has to do with the depth of conversation for the introvert. It's, we like a conversation that has a lot of like weight to it, a lot of depth to it. And then if it's not, it, it starts to really sort of like wear at us. Speaking of wearing on us, Adriana indicated or sort of like talked about like almost a physical reaction to not having people around as the transition into ambiversion was happening. Melanie, did you feel any kind of like discomfort, physical reaction as, as you were sort of like sliding further into, into introversion? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't at all. I mean, I was already kind of on the fence, like where it's like, I took myself out to, this was before I met Bill. I took myself out to a concert, like at the Danforth Music Hall that's close by. It's something I'd never kind of done is go to a concert by myself. And I left it and it was great. But what happened to me in the crowd of people is what often happened to me is I would go to the concert, I'll be revved up for it, and then about halfway through, I'm like, is it going to be over soon? You know, I can't quite sustain the time. I want to go. Like, it's just, and so, and that happened then. I stayed for the whole thing, though. So there was this, this sort of story in my head, too. Well, I paid the money, or I'm with my friends or I'm not with my I'm not a state for the whole thing but in actual fact most of the time I want to go and I find in crowds I find crowds to be very destabilizing for me anyway so the idea of like when people were hanging back about you know 12 feet or not in your space at all I enjoyed that I can't tell you I want people to just keep doing it like I love it i love that nobody's sitting beside me on the subway i love that nobody's like breathing down my neck and i get like a little angry when people do that's that's i think my bugaboo but yeah no it's like it's like listening to a mirror like (laughs) absolutely yeah the fuck away (laughs) Um, (laughs) no adriana the discomfort that you were feeling that's i think it's similar to like if you were to 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 force uh, an introvert to be in social situation for, uh, well, almost constantly, <laughs> like months, it would be like this real, like physical reaction. You were denied interaction, and so you had a physical reaction to that. So depleted, yeah, and yeah. It's be the opposite for you guys again. Like being de- destabilized, I think, is a really great way to put it. That if you were put into you know, any kind of public situation where you had to always be on or socializing, maybe you too would have a physical reaction to it. I mean, I know that a lot of the time, like the common idea of introversion versus extroversion is that um, extroverts get their battery replenished with people 
and introverts get depleted with people or that that you guys have like a social hangover the next day where you have to like recharge on your own. At least that's my understanding. Yeah. No, if I force myself to do socialization past my threshold, the place where I'm comfortable, I will have a socialization hangover the next day. So it's not all the time. No, no, no. If, as long as listen, as long as I can go to a party, and as soon as I'm done, you can go. As soon as I'm done, I get out of there. I'm okay. But if I go past that too much, it becomes it becomes too uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I've also lost. So I again, my social habits are definitely curbed since lockdown. I don't say since COVID because we're still there, but since lockdown and. I definitely seek hangouts, but I don't necessarily want it to be, I don't know, like blowout stuff. And like how Melanie was saying, like she used to like close the place down. Like that would also be kind of like my jam. I also now have like limited stores and maybe it's because I hit level 4.0 and there's that as well. Like I think things are just manifesting in ways that coincide with apocalypse fatigue, survival, my own anxiety as a human being. And then also just, yeah, maybe I'm just aging out of things that I used to find fun. Because like, I'm listening to you, Mel. Oh my God. I used to be at every single concert growing up, but I actually in in my early 30s announced to my friends where I was just like, I no longer do concerts. I do not find them entertaining or pleasurable the guy who inevitably spills his beer on me, the people who are huffing down my neck, the girls that are woo girls, the people who are on their iPads. Why are you on an iPad? Who are you? Why are you a grandma? You are 22. Stop videoing the people on stage. I digress. I hate it. It is a terrible social construct. Even as an extrovert, I cannot get behind it. And so I don't know, like it's like all of these things, like is it introversion? Is it extroversion? Is it aging out? Is it personality? Is it, I don't know if you've heard of spoon theory. You've probably talked of spoon theory a lot on this podcast that I think my spoons are changing from tablespoons to teaspoons. Like I still have, but I might not just like the reserves of it all. Like I used to have tablespoons. I used to have sugar pounds, sackets. So that's not a good analogy. I'm just like thinking of like, like the big, like flour barrels or something of like energy. And now lockdown really cut me down at the knees. I used to be the party hub. I have not really wanted to do anything other than like intimate friend gatherings of let's have that couple over or let's have a handful of people for a board game and then please leave. (laughs) They used to invite people over at like 1 p.m. and then they would go home at 1 a.m. And I don't know if that's really my jam anymore. Now I kind of like 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 that idea like like Phil you're saying like like your homing beacon has been activated where you're just like, okay, like you just get what you need and then you can leave. And I, and I've never been the friend. Actually, no, that's a bold faced lie. I think when I was 21, I was the friend that was like, oh, come on, stay, have another drink. But I haven't been that person in years because now I respect the boundaries of the people who are like, okay, I've had a great time. Bye. Or I've also now grown accustomed to what I understand is an arsenal tactic for introverts, the Irish goodbye. Hello. Yeah, you just, <laughs> just, just feels language again. I like it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. 
Jess keeps talking about getting me like a like a like a smoke bomb. The, yeah. like the, the, yes. the party's done. I just go and I'm cool. He needs he needs just one smoke bomb. And that's it. Okay. I just the only thing I ask is that I be present. You should have done it at my wedding, Phil. My God, I would have applauded that. But like Jason and I now have a look where he now is just like, We good? I'm like, yeah, we good. And then we just leave the place. <laughs> like I used to have to do that whole like oh let me go say goodbye oh I would never forgive myself now I forgive myself in Spain let's just yeah, go yeah. I actually remember parties at your place where people would try to leave and you'd be like no 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 stay and I'm glad that's done because yeah sorry about that no, no, 20s no. Adrian was it, a lot 20s Adrian was like a muppet on cocaine I'm so sorry but it's like it's like you know, I felt, you know, you're a good friend. So it'd be like, hey, to the Irish goodbye, but I feel bad about that. And now I'm just like, if you don't know, feel the, bad, don't feel bad, right? You know, the fun thing about the Irish goodbye is you start getting on your coat and your shoes. If somebody sees you, you're like, I'm just go, you know, you're just, just like a T Rex. Just say, really? Yeah, you're just like, you're just like, you're really still be, They can see movement, you know, <laughs> but like, you're just like, oh, no, I'm just going. Uh, and hopefully they don't make a big deal out of it. Cause if they make a big deal out of it, then you're forced into going around and like talking to everybody. You just want to be like the word just trying to scout. There's the two types of introverts when it comes to the extrovert bringing you in. Phil's the Irish goodbye. I'm getting out. T-Rex breeze. Me, I'm the one that falls for it. I'll stay. I'll shut it down with you. But then the next parties you invite me to, you're getting a cancel. You're getting an excuse. You know, someone's so I've pushed your boundaries. It happens. It's it's really interesting how 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 these things sort of sort of happen. I think uh, Melanie has only recently, because of course, for most of our relationship, we've been in pandemic mode. So she's only recently seen my introvert self come out. She saw your words very carefully, there, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like she saw me go into into introvert freeze at your wedding, Adriana. And at a Halloween party as well. Yes. Like, just sort of like, feels really quiet. Yes, it's true. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering what you, what you were thinking at that moment, Mel. I, at both moments, unfortunately, I felt a little responsible. Because, especially at the Halloween party, because I just was like, oh no, he's getting very quiet. And he's looking at his phone and... Oh no, what do I do? And Halloween party too, we were really quite dressed up in costumes and it was all that fell out in Etobicoke with dear, dear friends of mine that are like family to me. And, um, you know, I don't see them very often. So it's like, really, it's less the party for me that I want to spend time out there than that itself. So it was this sort of difficult scenario where I just I wanted to caretake Bill and I didn't want him to overdo it and yet I also wanted to be with my, my friends I can't remember did we sing the night yeah we did yeah How we did that for you once people cleared out it was fine the diff- yeah. so the, the Halloween party you know we've been to parties at your at, at these friends before but that party was like extra everybody was a lot was. louder than they usually had been before and so you know in previous parties conversation there's lots of conversations this one was really rowdy people were drunker than usual people were like the music was louder 
it was less opportunity for like real conversation. And so that was just like, okay, this is, this, this is about as much as I can, as I can fit at, at Adriana's wedding, I would, you know, table conversation. It was all good. And then after a certain point of the party, I was like, I want to stay, but also, mm. so I did like people watching and that's quiet. But if you don't know that it's happening, it can look really like Melody was really worried about me. And I was just like, I'm just really quiet and looking at my phone because this is a moment that I need to, 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 to protect myself. And then also, okay, now I'm looking at people. Interesting. You know, seeing social situations. Melanie. I was worried, but I also felt maybe because I was in your domain, like you knew more people there. I did. That you you were okay. And as far as I was concerned, you had to say about the Rico or not. But when I saw you kind of going into yourself, I decided to just go and dance. Up and dance floor with some people and just let you be like you know and that kind of worked so you know that's actually probably the right choice because you can go and and, and get your get some socialization socialization and dance a bit and i can just not worry about you worrying about me and i can just sort of have my moment yeah it worked it did work so still figuring it out yeah <laughs> well it's hard because i mean first of all like having like years of like really formative parts of our relationship being uh just us no real socialization no groups no nothing like that so really really new stuff to kind of figure out you're still learning <laughs> yeah now as we've come out of lockdown and things are sliding towards normal i don't want to say they're back to normal because they are most certainly not um but things are sliding back to normal um how do both of you feel with on the socialization front like do you feel hungry for more socialization or are you good for like no i'm just staying home i mean it depends because again like I was saying, I think I have different capacity. I definitely have an anxiety disorder that I have to navigate through the apocalypse. And so I think quality over quantity is going to be my new tactic. Again, like that, like quality interactions, I think, again, learning from my introvert husband of like having good conversation with, you know, not in a loud bar with lots of people and seeing as many friends it's come over to my house let's let's cook together let's have some good conversations it's just the four of us so i think that's really where i'm heading to and less the big blowouts not to say that i don't like my big blowouts like birthdays and new years and and i and i do i do look forward to those kinds of things we're like gathering i really like um i, I my friend val calls me like a people collector and i do like having people meet each other through me like that just makes me happy to know where it's like oh how do you know Arianna? and then like I'm the glue I love that I don't know I, maybe that's an extrovert thing no it's it's valid it's valid I've been saying I think it's just an Adriana thing or it's a person okay. thing like it's really good to connect people I love that and so that happens best at bigger parties because then you get those outliers that you know don't come to every little thing and that can be valuable as well because, hey, it's hard to make friends as adults and it's, it's nice to make a connection. 
But I am, I am hungry for the socialization and like that you were saying is more quality. So quieter, um, more in depth. And again, maybe this is the 4.0 level of like, okay, I'm in my forties. I don't need to, I don't need to have alcohol as a lubricant to, to have these conversations. I, I, I think also because of lockdown and the way that I spent much more time with myself, like how Melanie was saying, like diving deeper into yourself and whatnot and learning resilience. I mean, I spent a lot more time with myself <laughs> because of lockdown. I, again, like as an extrovert, I, I just thrive around people. And so I would not really give myself a lot of an opportunity to spend a lot of time with me, myself and I. So now it's not that I'm necessarily like, no, I need my alone time. It's it's more I would like to spend quality time with fewer people, like one-on-one kind of thing, instead of the big blowout and kind of skimming the surface and like wearing your mask. Do you know what I mean? Like like the hi, how you doing? And you're not really actually getting to know how they are actually doing. Like I want in-depth conversations. Yeah. I am looking forward to socializing more, but this is with some friends that I haven't seen over the like in three years. Like tomorrow, I'm getting together for dinner with a friend who was in school during lockdown, and we haven't seen each other in like three years. So we're going for dinner. So I'm looking forward to making those connections again. To be honest, like I've always liked a smaller group. I've always enjoyed more intimate dialogue with people. I find if, you know, the table gets too large and full of people, you sometimes come back and you don't know even had a conversation with anyone. Like I, 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 that's my, always my preference. Now, I mean, having said that, I do have a circle of friends that we have got together with for dinner, for dinner parties. I love dinner parties because you can kind of talk to everybody and they're long enough and short enough that, you know, you know when to go. And also, I don't find them particularly draining. But I, I feel like one of the biggest lessons I learned was just that I don't have to, I don't have to get in touch with people if I don't want to, just to be the good friend. That's like a big, that's huge for me, actually, right? Like the Irish goodbye and any, everything, like with Bill, I'm like, oh my God, no, like you can't do that. Like, get aboard. That is not my way. I usually have to go to everybody and go, thanks, bye, because I just feel bad. But I feel like I'm, I'm letting go of that a little bit because it is good for sanity's sake. I mean, like, I have had two, my father, for instance, my father lives in my apartment building. If I have two friends who just moved into my apartment building, have I seen any of like several months? No, I've run into them in the hallway, but like I'm not getting together with them. I've been in a like a fugue state practically. So like on a certain level, I do kind of want to open up a little bit because I realize like I have a lot of people, including you, Adriana, around me. Where I could just go, like, hey, you want to go for a walk? <laughs> like, it's, it's, that's something maybe I would like to do a little more. But again, it's that one on one kind of like connecting with people. So, yeah, I don't see myself going to any concert, let's say that. 
Let's you were not go to concerts together. Okay. Let's all yeah. go to concerts together. That um, one of concerts. That one of concerts. The the interesting talking about like 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 dinner parties. The best part about dinner parties is that you basically know when to leave. Like you sit around a table, you have some really great conversations. Dinner's over, you have dessert, maybe a drink, and then you go. Yeah. There's no ambiguity about when it's time to go. That's and the true. problem with hosting a party, especially a big one, I'm sure Adriana, this may have happened to you where you're like, okay, I'm ready to be done, but you're still going. That that's when you say, so uh, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Mm. Like it's like the pub closing. And and yeah. also I'm not above like turning off the music. Like like running my house like a pub. Like that's how it used to have to be. Or just like <laughs> literally again, I am I am a big sasshole and it'd just be like, mm-hmm, sweetie, keep things fighting. Cause I'm yeah, you gotta get them out of your house or else now you have a new pet. I don't know. Yeah. You know, the last thing you want is like you're done. The last thing you want is you're done and there's somebody who's like, Yeah, I'm gonna stay until morning and you're like the fuck you are i mean i did also have i did have a couple people that became pets several times because like the subway set the subway shuts down at whatever o'clock and i'm done and it's just like all right peace out and it's like isn't this your place yep (laughs) shut the bedroom door that's how crazy the parties would get again like two three four in the morning and um i don't know you don't think 4 a.m. Adri's ever coming back. Yeah, you sent a shiver down my spine. <laughs> cool. That was late. <laughs> yeah, no. It's been a very long time since I've been like, a party till 4 a.m. Oh, my God. Have you ever, <laughs> did you do that at one point? <laughs> like when I was really, I used to work in bars, right? So I would, like I used to work at, I was a, I was a, I was a busser at, at a golf club. So at Savage Garden. We were there until like, you know, two two thirty, and then you go get some food. So yeah, I used to see that that hour. Who are you? I was. That's young Phil. That's that's young in his twenties, early thirties. Phil, and it did not last too much like, into the thirties. Like last few decades, Phil. Yeah, no, it's like decades ago. It's like ancient times. We were just you. getting the internet at that point, so it's just. Just an FYI, Adriana and Melanie, I never bring up the age jokes. This is my first time, but I will be roasting Phil periodically here and then. So. You never bring up the age jokes? It's always you. Don't You're you right. dare. It is always me. <laughs> I'm always the one that calls myself ancient. Melanie. Oh, I just was going to add that now he gets up at 5 a.m. So there's that. Can't hear you. Yeah. Yeah, you should that's... not have told me that one. No, that's a fact. <laughs> that's that's when I get up for work on purpose. On purpose. On purpose? Yeah. Oh. I yeah. I would oh. but no. I want to uh, listen. I've talked about my morning routine on this. Show. I've talked about the fact that I like to wake up and I have my coffee and I read the news and blogs and things like that that I have for the morning. And it's a nice slow way to get myself into the day. And I, I enjoy that. And when I don't do it, I I feel something's missing. I'm cranky. I, you feel cranky. I feel so cranky. Just like a toddler. I feel like mm-hmm. a like a cranky toddler. But I am a morning person and I've been a morning person since I was a child. That period in my twenties when I worked in bars, not my natural 
state. So that's just the thing. I choose to wake up at five and that's just when I wake up. Yeah, I sleep trained my baby not to wake up at that time. Wow, that must have been a painful process. It really wasn't. That's my child. (laughs) That kid will sleep in. You're very fortunate. Very fortunate. You're never going to wake them up when they're a teenager. Or they will bounce back and you'll be like, why can't you sleep in like a normal teenager? And they'll be up at five. Don't you jinx me. (laughs) Don't you jinx me, Rickby. Don't you do it. Okay, okay. And a question for for Adriana and Melanie as we sort of start to wrap things up. Do you miss the more extroverted you or are you more comfortable or are you quite comfortable with the you you are now, socially speaking? Great. I I am more comfortable with the you I am now. The The high that I am now? From the sure, yeah. that I am yeah. now. Yes. I actually do think that it's actually more who I am. I'm not sure that the extroverted way I was before was completely authentic. I was always very self-aware when I was in, in crowds of people and at parties and young and, and even older. I would always be like, very, very self-aware of myself and wanting to contribute to conversations, etc. That's not that I didn't have energy and I, you know, couldn't like go off. But I, I don't know that I was always being authentic. I think I've always been an ambivert. I don't think I've I was really ever. I think I've always kind of been in the in between. Adriana, how are you? No, because have I been able to, quote unquote, go back to my extroversion? Because there's not really space and time and capacity for that still. I still don't feel safe enough to do that legitimately. I still feel like I have a muzzle on in, in a way that I can't necessarily be as extroverted or like, yeah, like I, I can't socialize up and late but I can't just do what I want to do right like now because of lockdown and because of how I have dealt with the apocalypse I mean clearly I call it the apocalypse so like that's how I feel about it I had a lot of panic attacks I had insomnia my anxiety you know leveled up leveled down it went through a roller coaster ride and I'm still trying to figure that part of it out and then how does that complement or you know take out my extroversion and my personality and how I express myself it's it's all kind of tangled up right now and I don't think I am who I want to be right now I think I'm just trying to figure it out and flow with it until until I do start to feel safer and there are moments and there are places that I feel safe obviously at home I feel safe that's why I think inviting people over and having those quality interactions they are of a quality because i'm not having that slow burn of anxiety while i'm out because you know like i have eaten in a restaurant and there is that slow burn of what if um i have been on an airplane and i double mask and i don't take a drink for those four to six hours that i'm on a plane uh, and everybody thinks i'm crazy and yeah right because like trauma does that apocalypse does that and so I guess 
I am waiting to see what that answer is because maybe how long will we have to wait for that answer? Like it's a to be continued, I think, because I definitely, I'm, I'm struggling as an extrovert still, I find that I'm not a hundred percent. I am finding ways to take deep breaths when I can, if that makes sense, like in social settings that make me feel safe and happy and like just kind of really being mindful and present and being like this, this is the good stuff. Oh, I like this. And then being able to pocket that and and lean into my resilience that I'm learning how to do. The in-betweens are getting a little bit bigger because <laughs> yeah, I I can't just, you know, ask for the the bunch of girls to come to the bar or let's go to the movies. The movies has become an unsafe space for me. Like it's been it's they're I don't know why, but lockdown has turned us into jerks. I mean, yeah, I do know why, actually. It's been a lot. Everybody's dealing with a lot. Our plate is not only full, but it's on fire and it's spinning. So even going to the movies used to be a really fun social thing. I don't want to do that anymore. I actually really hate it. I now do digital theater. I do my downloads or I wait. I just am fine with waiting now. Spoilers are kind of like, meh. I don't mm. care. I would rather the 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 safety and social interaction of the home with friends in front of a TV. Mm. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense what you're what you're saying. One of the things that's that's sort of striking me. I don't know if you if you sort of see this, Jess. Is you know we've been talking about people who were more extroverted becoming more introverted, and you know all those people who just said just become more extroverted to to introverts the world over. I don't think they realize the the catastrophic change that needs to take place in order to shift that. It took a pandemic. For Adriana, who was very extroverted, for example, to become closer to an ambivert and move sort of like a little bit more introverted. It's not an easy thing to have happen. It it takes a lot and things have to change and it's uncomfortable. And like, I'm pretty sure that if, if like Adriana wouldn't have chosen to go through all of that discomfort all that time. So, no, um, thank you. <laughs> so just to like, as an, when people say, look, could an introvert become more extroverted? Yes, I think you could, but it takes a lot of effort and discomfort. And uh, it's not fun and it it can be undone as well because it's not your natural state. It is not my natural state. And I think I I've always been really really, really angry about those people that are just like, oh, come on, just, just, just have a fun time or whatever. And like, try to eke out the introvert. And I, and I have a friend, his name is Chris and he would do what you, what, what you do, Phil, but like in the sense that he, for a very long time, um, had that self-awareness of like, he would make a joke, something like, oh, my homing beacon has been activated. Good night, everyone. And that would be it. There would be no discussion. There would be no, oh, come on, stay. No. It is, this is my boundary. Love you guys. Bye. And and I think that was always such um, a good role model. And like that really helped 20-year-old Adri understand that when other people are done, you let them be done. I mean, I'm sorry, Phil, that I was also <laughs> the person that was like, oh, come on, stay. You were, was, you were, you were, you were you. You were also like really just, loved your friends and you wanted them around. So. It was a love language, right? But that I think growing older... 
learning to appreciate that, yeah, love languages are different for, for different people and that boundaries are also a love language. Melanie. I was just going to add that the difficulty you, Adriana, were experiencing was because, you know, your normal had changed so much. Whereas for me, I, I had like a fantasy of true, you know, which was like, I'm starting this new relationship with somebody I'm like, I love, like, and we get all this time together it's uninterrupted and where we can build something and so it was less of a strain on me to shift even more introvert had i just been alone i think i would be telling a different story but i think the <laughs> fact that you know i've had this lovely part of my life blooming in the midst of all this chaos and fear uh really um, uh, helped me, you know, throughout it. So I'm not at all, uh, I just want to kind of like put a little note or a check mark on that, just that the reason it was easy for me was partially because of, of Phil. So thank you. Oh, I know. <laughs> but also yay because again like you're saying like how different it would be without that situation and that you had this lovely random happenstance happen to you in such a way that lifted you up i didn't have that husband there looking after this extrovert here i don't know man i don't know i think you might need to reach out to extroverts in captivity because when lockdown went down and, and they didn't have a roommate or if they lived on their own. I don't know, man. I don't know how, what kind of feral animal I would be at this point. We actually had, we did an episode about, about the care and feeding of your extrovert. And we did like mm -hmm. a, a bunch of stuff because we, you know, we knew that, that, you know, we were like, this is, this is, this is our time. This is good for us. This is, this is great. Our extroverted friends, not so much. Look in on your introvert, on your extroverts. Bless you. Thank you for doing the Lord's work because <laughs> that's alive. Because like, oh my goodness. And you were one of them, Phil. Thank you yeah. so much that again, like doing the digital hangouts and trying, yeah. trying so hard, going for the walks. Thank you for the many walks. And just, we were like puppies. We were just really, really like needing our people time. Happy little puppies. Well, sad little puppies. Thank you for making us happy. Yeah. I want to thank you both for joining us. It's been a really great conversation. Thank you for having us. Thanks so much. It's that felt like such a nice party. Yeah, it has been a nice party. It's a good party. <laughs> Again, it's the party where we're already at our own house and we can just log off. Absolutely. Yeah. I exactly. do love a good digital party. No, yes. it's great. Listeners, thank you so much for listening. As you know, and as I tell you every week, Jess and I give you this podcast for free. We don't have advertising. We don't have sponsors. And as much as we love giving this to you every two weeks, uh, it is something that does cost money. It takes time. It takes effort. And it, 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 it costs money. It costs money to host the files. It costs money to have a website. It costs money to edit the podcast. These things cost money. And so if you enjoy this podcast and you, and, and you are able to, 
please consider donating either on a one-time basis or on a monthly basis. You'll find a link to do that in the show notes, which you can find on the website or in your podcast app. Anything that you can give will help and will go towards this show. If we were to make a profit on this show, Jess and I could actually get paid to do this show. But as it is, if just four people paid $5 a month, we would cover the cost of hosting this podcast alone. But even if you can't do that, the best thing that you can do is the thing that you're doing right now is listening. And we are glad you're here. 